0: Okay, everybody, welcome back to another Likuta Ran shear. I'm Shaya Sussman. This, Baruch Hashem, is our 30th shear. Oh. We got a mazel tov, our 30th inside Likuta shear. Sheer. Binyab Tani, that's big stuff, somewhere when we started. Baruch Hashem, there's a, uh, it's been successful, it's been going. We just had a little bit of a break, around two weeks off because of the kids. Everyone was off uh, in between camps and school. And uh, next week, Amir Tashem will have Shir, uh, providing Uman doesn't open up. If Uman opens up, I'm out of here. This Shir should be a eschus that the gates of Uman should open up. And they, uh, but if in the event they don't open up, Amir Tashem, they will. But if they don't, we'll be on for Shir next week. And again, as always, all the Shirim are on Breslov.org, Breslov Research Institute YouTube channel, my SoundCloud account under Nach Daily. Which we have previous year, which are even not on the Uh, and a uh, and or SoundCloud at Shaya Sussman. So I just wanted to give a little bit introduction to this piece before we jump in. That being Rosh Hashanah is right around the corner. Uh, I wanted to learn a little bit about Chuva from Rabbi Nachman. Now Rabbi Nachman spoke about tshuva in many many places, and in many many different ways. So there is a lot of pieces on tshuva. We could learn. But I wanted to do a very simple idea that he says in tshuva. We're going to be learning tinyana in the second chilek lesson, Ayin Gimel, 73. And he talks about tehillim, the power of saying tehillim and tshuva, how a person through saying tehillim, they're able to come to tshuva. And I really wanted to hone in on this simple but very deep idea because so often when we think of tshuva, we get overwhelmed. We think, me, do chuva, how many of eros? what am I really supposed to be doing, how can I, ha- how can I hack it, you know, and it becomes a little bit overwhelming and a lot of times people don't do anything because, or any form of chuva, because they feel like how do you even wrap your mind around the idea of chuva, you know. Ralph Cook actually writes in his introduction to orosachuva Chuva, he writes that a, uh, his heart is filled to speak about chuva. And he says an interesting thing. He says, on one hand, chuva is the simplest thing in the world. A hear her Tshuva is considered Tshuva. You just have a thought, you want to do good, that's considered chuva. On the other hand, he says the whole foundation of the world stands on chuva, And chuva is a very, very big force in the world. And that the whole world is moving towards an idea of chuva, of returning to its source. And uh, again, so... It's very easy to get overwhelmed when we think about it. And Rabbi Nachman he gave practical advice about saying Tehillim, saying Tehillim, uh, and doing tshuva. Now, again, before we jump in, I want to mention that Tehillim is a very easy thing. It's Shavu'ot Kol Nefesh. Everyone could say the daily, uh, the daily Tehillim. You could finish Tehillim every month. You say a little bit every day. You don't have to say the whole thing every day. And I personally do that after davening. It takes only a few minutes, so I'm making a push here to say Tehillim. Uh, The Shlach HaKadosh, actually, I'm not going to read it inside, but if you look at the introduction to the Shlach HaKadosh's parish on Tehillim, he has a whole beautifully, beautiful and flowerly, deep Kabbalistic language introducing Tehillim, how it's meyachid, yechudim, and all different things. But one of the nice things that he says, one of the beautiful things that he says amongst many he says that a uh, if you want say la food for the way you should say the daily tahilim every day right say la everyone you're going to work you take some snacks with you you want uh, you don't want to be starving so if you want some ruchnius food every day feed your neshama some say the snacks for the road you could say the daily tahillum uh for a long time actually i used to, I used to have a tahillum app on my phone and when i was in line in a store i used to say the daily tahillum so it's a good thing to do. I would make a push. I would make a push for people to do it, especially in the month of Elul, as we're going to learn how Rabbi Nachman talks directly about the and Shuva. So now we're going to jump right into the piece. Let me do the screen share. Which one is it? Uh, lesson Ayin Ches in the second, uh, I, sorry, Ayin I Gimel in the second Chelek. Lesson 73. You have it? Give everyone a minute to find it. I got it. You got it. Okay. I have it highlighted on the screen over here as well. Misha uh, sheroza liskot Whoever desires to want to do chuva. yet rogil be to You should be accustomed to say tehillim. Ki amiris tehillim mesugol le Through saying tehillim, it is, has the power, it has the influence to do chuva. Again, I like to add. Like, I love these lines. Misha wrote to Liskus Like, whoever desires to do tshuva. Like, who doesn't desire to do tshuva? You know. Like, everyone wants to do tshuva. Everyone wants to come to a better place and come close to the Creator. So, whoever hears the calling that they want to do tshuva, you should be accustomed to saying Tehillim. Now he's going to explain why. Kiyesh Nun share Tshuva. Because there are, and uh, for those of you who have been following this year, we actually learned about this way back when. In Torah Zion, Lesson 7, in the first section of Likuti Aran, he spoke about a very similar idea where there's a lot of overlap. So you could look at the Nach uh, Daily Shirim over there on SoundCloud and listen to those classes. Kiyesh nun sharei tshuva. There are 50 gates of Chuva. Umemtet tet Yachol yachokol lichnos bahem lasigam. And 49 of those gates any individual could enter. Ach, shar hachamishim. But the 50th gate, who bakinas chuva shall Hashem is barokh maatzmo? That 50th date, the 50th, that's like Hashem doing chuva, Kabayako. Kigam ate slow yizbarokh matsinu bachinas chuvah. Because we find by Hashem that he does chuvah. Kamoshikasov, like the Pasik says, Shuvah Laiva Shuva Aleichem. You return to me, Hashem says, and I'll return to you. So we see that Hashem does chuva the elu memtet sharichuva right so let's just take a second to explain that right well I want to read the elu shari sharichuva and these 49 gates of chuva heminas memtes osios shehesh bishmos shnai esar shifteka that there are 49 letters that are the 49 gates of chuva link up exactly to the Forty-nine letters contained in all the shvatim's names. So, if you take Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Yehuda, Gad, Yisachar, Dan, Naftali, Zvulim, right? You, you, all those letters in their names is forty-nine letters. Kikol Shar shav yeshlo os osios hashvatim, because every gate has one of those letters from the forty-nine letters of the of the shvatim. Now let's explain a little bit. So again, just to recap, Rabbi Nachman is saying that, uh, th- that a person, whoever desires to do tshuva, you could say tehillim. And uh, that through saying tehillim, it brings a person to tshuva. Sorry, just, I just got lost in my thoughts over there. Through saying tehillim, a person is ochid to tshuva, and Hashem will actually return to you. So there are 49 gates. He just opens up right away. There are 50th gates. Uh, and 49, a person could enter. But the 50th, that is when Hashem comes down to you. Like on Shavuos and Seviros HaOmer, we count 49 days, but the 50th day, we don't count. The 50th day is an aspect of uh, Vashuvah La'i Vashuvah lechem You return to me and I'll turn to you. Just like on Har Sinai, when the Jews prepared themselves and all of a sudden Hashem Shechina came down. That was an aspect of the tshuva that Hashem does. So then he says that there are 49 gates to Chuvah over here. And through Saint Hillel, not only can you find your gate, but you could find the letter and your it, which your name actually corresponds to. So let's go back to the screen share over here. We'll read a little more and this will this will all get this will all get clear. Vihine, hakol hachafetzim lira eshemecha. And behold, everyone desires to see Hashem's face. The Afal P came, but nevertheless, Adam Chuva. Nevertheless, not every person merits to do in chuva. Now he's explaining why some people they don't desire to do tshuva. Uh, they're not to do chuva. Because there's an individual that they have no motivation or no desire. No arousal to do tshuva. But let's say a person does desire to do tshuva and they do have a hit or they do have an arousal to do it. A person doesn't merit in order to get to their gate and their entranceway of tshuva that's shaykh to them. That afilu imagilasham, and even if they get there to their proper gateway, yachol yos shashar sagor, it's possible that their entranceway is completely blocked off to them. Umechamas kolze, and because of this, ein haadam zochel a person doesn't merit a chuva. But through saying tahilim, a filu me sha lo shum his oiris lechuva, even a person who doesn't have a his iris, an arousal or desire or want to do chuva, who mit or elasos chuva, he gets awakened in order to do chuva. Vigam zoche and he merits al Yidei tehilim league elasharva o sashai la liftohha hashar. Nimsa, Tehilim, La is Chuva. Right? So through Saint Tehilim, a person, even if the gate was closed to him, he's able to break through that gate and find his gate and open up the entranceway. So it comes out through saying to him, a person is Zoika to do chuva. So this is amazing. Let's just explain a little bit what this what this is and kind of like how I envision this. I picture like a uh you know, like uh, Grand Central Station or Penn Station. And there's so many different entranceways and trains going in different directions and so many gates and so many connecting trains. And a person, uh, it, it, it's, it's happened to me, I'm sure it's happened to everyone. You show up at Penn Station, get on the wrong train. Or the chain's moving in the wrong direction. Or you miss the connection, or you're confused, and you're looking on that big uh, thing on the on the wall over there, the switchboard that everyone's staring at, trying to find their train, which connects to the right train in order to get them to their final destination. And it could be a person they uh, they get close, but they don't actually get on the right train. They're on the right platform, but they get on the wrong train on the right platform or they're on the wrong platform. And they could totally, totally miss the boat. So here Rabbi when explaining that there are 49 entrance ways, 49 platforms, 49 trains that a person can enter to uh, in order to find their way in life. There are 49 pathways that a person could take uh, that, there are so many path. There are 49 pathways a person can take uh, in order to really find themselves. And every single person has a letter, has a pathway, has a train that is shy to their neshama. Like he started with, there are 40. There are 12 shvatim, and if there are 49 letters within the shvatim's name, and each shavet is a different train station, so to speak. Right, and each letter is a different train within the train station, and it could be you came to the train station two minutes late, and the doors are closed. But through saying Tehillim, you're able to open up the closed door of the missed train, so to speak, in order to break through and reach your destination. And it could be that a person gets there, and uh, they get, you know, to say it like this. Also, like, you know, it's very confusing you know, in other ways. There's so many options. There's so many trains. There are so many paths that a person can go. And they say, oh, I want to do chuva, I want to be like this person. Or I want to be like that. Or this is the type of yid I want to be. Or, you know, and all these things. And uh, what happens is that a person gets very, very confused. And what you see happens in the world is that it could be that a person gets so confused that they begin to lose themselves. Why? Because they're trying to pretend like they're in a different shade that they're trying to mimic someone else's letter. They're trying to imitate people that they think are going to bring them closer to Hashem, so to speak. And what happens is a person winds up... Uh, Ending up at the wrong train station, they end up at the wrong shahr, or they end up in the wrong way of serving Hashem that's particular to their Shorish Neshama. They wind up imitating other people's views, other people's ways of serving God. And what happens is the person gets lost. But again, through saying Tehillim, a person has the, Rabbi Nachman teaching, a person has the ability to serve Hashem in their own unique way it, without imitating anyone serving Hashem in the way that you see true, in the way that shaykh that's connected to your Shorish Neshama. So we see like Hashem doesn't want a person to imitate uh, other people's ways of serving him. Hashem, Hashem wants... Hashem wants a Yid to serve Hashem in the way that He knows how to. You know, like I always think, like, Hashem doesn't want robots, you know? That in every, even with every Shavet, there was a specific gateway. So even if you reach the tribe that you're from, there's still a specific, unique way of serving Hashem in an individual, custom-made, hand-tailored way that applies to you. So through Saint Tehillim, a person is able to unleash Unleash their potential and unleash their own unique way in serving Hashem. That's exactly shayach to their neshama in order to find the letter that corresponds to their particular name and shave it. This is this is amazing. This is amazing. What about the t- what about following the tzaddik? So what the question I'm just going to repeat over here is what about following the tzaddik? So I think here's the I think here's the beautiful thing. And here what we're, we're, we're seeing in action something that Rabbi Nachman speaks about. That a person goes to a tzaddik in order to find themselves. Which means the tzaddik, a true tzaddik, doesn't want you to imitate him. He doesn't want you to pretend that you're him. What good is that? Does Hashem need a carbon copy? Right? A true tzaddik is able to point the individual back into themselves in order that they should serve Hashem in their own unique way. So for example... Just gonna mute over here. Okay. For example, what are we learning now? Rabbi Nachman is saying that every single person has a unique uh, way of serving God. There's a unique shah. There's a unique letter. There's a unique pathway for every single individual that a person could unlock, and you shouldn't imitate anyone else. That is exactly the role of a tzaddik to point you back in the direction to not imitate other people's avodas that you should be able to find yourself right? If you're just mimicking someone, Hashem doesn't need uh, robots. Hashem doesn't need carbon copies. So what comes to, does that answer your question? Yeah, well, is that why we're, we're following the tzaddik? Because we're following uh, the muqabra of Tehillim, the tzaddik. So in this way, it goes like with what you're saying, that, that Tehillim is pointing ourselves and bringing out our own individual, Nukudos, our Nukudos tovos, and our Allah from the following the tzaddik. That's right. The, the, we're, we're gonna. I'm gonna. We're gonna come back to that piece in the end. But that's exactly what you're saying. That Rabbi Nachman's going to say that a person needs to find themselves into into Tehillim. We're gonna come back. We're gonna come back to that point. But a, uh, but that's true. That tzaddik uh, points you back in the direction. For example, uh, Rabbi Nachman. You know, we spoke about his play to this, talking to God, right? You talk to Hashem. You create your own unique path. You're not doing it to imitate someone. You're creating your own personal, intimate relationship with Hashem. That's an example of the tzaddik pointing you back in the direction that you to serve Hashem. I didn't bring it today, but you're also reminding me of the first piece in Sichas Saran, where Rabbi Nachman explains in lesson one in Sichas Saran, Rabin Nachman's wisdom, that he says a uh, he says in right? Uh that he says uh I know that Hashem is big. Ani adati daika. I specifically know. Ve'ef shalasapel klal, and it's impossible for me to go ahead and explain. Which means he, Rabbi explained in again in that lesson over there in Sichas Haran Aleph that every person needs to have. David Melech was saying, I specifically know, and my relationship with Hashem is so intimate, it's so deep, I can't even begin to explain it to not only other people, but I can't even begin to explain it to myself, (laughs) right? Which means every person needs to have such a real vibrant relationship with Hashem, not to mimic other people. And that, as we're learning today, gets unlocked through saying Tehillim, that a person is really, really, really able to find their true identity and their place in Yiddishkeit through saying Tehillim. Uh, There's a story that I was reminded of as I was preparing the She'er over here, that uh, there's a story, famous story of Rav Simcha Banim of uh that someone once asked of Shischer, he was blind at the end of his life parenthetically, ceased so to call himself Lindemiz Bunam, the blind Banim, and someone asked him, uh, they said, Rav if you could go back in time and be Avram Avinu, would you go back in time and be Avram Avinu? So Rav Simcha badim answered him, he said, no, why would I do that? Because uh, If if I went back to be Avraham, that means Avraham would have to be me. So at the end of the day, there'd still only be one Blindemis and one Avraham. So I'll just be me. (laughs) You know, like, again, the the very point that every person has a unique pathway in tshuva in finding their place in Yiddishkeit, finding their place in Judaism, that's not replicated by other people. And that's what Reb Simchum is what I'm saying. At the end of the day, there's only going to be one me. Why do I need to pretend to mimic to be someone else. I think there's another story, I think, I might mess up the people in the story, I hope I'm not, but I think it's a story that's coming to mind of the, uh, of the Chedusha Harim and the uh, Tzvas Emes, or one of the Get Rebis. One of them, uh, I think it was the Chedusha Harim, maybe. I apologize if I'm messing up the names over here, but I think the Chedusha Harim would daven very late. And the Tzvas Emes, when he became the Rebbe, he decided that he's going to institute an earlier davening. Uh, so someone over the Tzfas Ms and they said, how are you changing it from what your father did? He would daven very late. How are you able to a, uh, institute now that all the Hasidim should daven early? So the Tzfas MS said, he goes, what do you mean? I'm doing exactly what my father did. They said, what do you mean? You just changed the whole thing. He said, no, my father never imitated a single person in his entire life. And I'm not going to either. You know, like, I love that story. Like my father never imitated a single person in his entire life. and I'm not going either. That through St. Tehillim, you know, a person is able to unlock their inner potential. They're able to find their identity, identity in, in a uh, Yiddish kind. And Rabbi Nachwin's really encouraging us. Okay, we're going to go back into the piece. Back and someone posted something on the chat. Let's see. Oh, okay. We addressed that. Perfect. Back inside the piece. Okay. These highlighted. V'zebekhinas. And this is what it says, he's gonna tie this to Dabra Melech. Ne hagever o it was a. it was the uh, the sweetness of the man, he established the all the, the yoke, the all. Vidarshu Ulo That and Chazal Darshan, what does it mean? He established the yoke of Chuva. The sweet singer of Israel, through the sweet songs of the sweet singer of Israel, that the Hainu sefer tahilim Shi that that Melech established. Through this he established the role of Chuva, he chuva. Because through Saint Tehilim a person merits the Chuva. and this is what Chazal said. Lohaya David Roy Laoso David was not fitting for the action that he did with Bat Sheva. It was only to teach that every single individual has the ability to do tshuva. Nimsa. It comes out that the main teaching of David, the main aspect of tshuva, comes out through David. And what's the main tshuva of David? Who's safer to That's the book of Tahilim that he wrote. That he said to Hillam with a tremendous passion and arousal. He said it so much so that every individual, no matter who they are, they're able to find themselves in the words of Tehillim Tani, like you were saying go find yourself in Tehillim and they're able to be to Chuva, to Chuva, like we were explaining so again, David Melech was the sweet singer of Israel and he was the one who taught Chuva to the world and this is an, this is an amazing thing just to speak out this Chazal over here, and again, uh, I'm going to speak a little bit loosely. It's not to smear David in any in any way, shape, or form. But basically, I know the Gemara says the uh, person whoever thinks David sins is eno Elatoa. But just to speak out exactly what happened, you know that uh, it seems that David. You know, I want to speak about this in a clean way. I don't want to besmirch David on the recording over here. You know, but it seems that. David set up a whole scandal in order to, uh, to be with Bathsheba. And, and he winded up trying to kill, he winded up killing Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, which the Paschip shot again with the simple reading of the Sukkot, it looks like David was trying to make a cover up for himself. It looks like it seems. It looks like that he impregnated a woman and then tried having her husband killed, in order to cover. Uh, first, no. First, he, it seems that he impregnated a woman and then vi- invited her husband home to make it look like Oria did it, right? And then had Oria killed for not listening to him. So it seems like totally scandalous. Of course, that was not the intent. And of course, Chazal understood this in a to- on a totally different level. But the Pashat reading of the psukim, that's definitely what it seems like. That it was a massive cover-up job but again the rabbi nachman is saying that the only reason why this happened what we should learn from this is that no is tshuva right that the whole david wasn't fitting for the maestro Shev was only to teach the world tshuva that no matter how scandalous the thing you're involved in or no matter how much you think you messed up in life a person can always do tshuva and how do you do tshuva through the sweet songs of Israel, which was David Amalek's Tehillim. It was through the person who revealed the unique pathway of Tshuva in the world through his writings, which is primarily of Tehillim, which is Tshuva, a person's able to open up all the gates in order to properly find themselves. Back to the screen share. Now he's gonna, Rabbi Nachman's going to bring it full circle. This is incredible. We could stop here, guys. But wait, there's more. We'll throw in the 1985 Michael Jordan rookie card. You know, those infomercials. Okay. The Iker, hisdakiga, shnaim, shifteka And the main cleansing of the Shvatim. You know, I'm going to skip this paragraph. I'm going to go to the next one. The Zet, the b'nei Yisrael, habayim, Mitzrayimah, es Yaakov, Ishu, Beso. And these are. This is what the Pasuk says in the beginning of Shmos. These are the names of the Jewish people that are coming down to Mitzrayim with Yaakov, his men, and his family. Sofei tevis, osios Tehilim. If you take the last letters of each one of those words, the last letter spelled tehillim, the osios Chuva. tehillim and Chuvah. You could see that, right? The elishmos b'nei yisrael habayim is Hey Tuf yud Lamed Mem is Tehillim. And uh, Mitzrayimah uh, and Es Yaakov ishubeso. Beso, Es Yaakov Ishubeso is Chuva that you see ki alide Tehilum, through tehillim, tshuva, te hilum zo gilachuva person maris te chuva shehibgina shmos benayisrael habayim mitzrayim and these are the aspects of all the names of the shvatim that are coming down to mitzrayim kimemtet share chuva cuz the 49 gates of chuva heimbgina memtias ocios sheyeshmos benayisrael there, like we're saying, they correspond to the 49 letters that are contained in all the names of the Shvatim that came down to Mitzrayim These heysham canal, Okay, so again, he's saying that if a person, well, uh, do that, right? if a person truly wants to find their identity, truly find themselves, their own unique way of serving Hashem, even in Mitzrayim, to find your name, to find your letter, to find your essence—that you say to Through saying to a person is able to discover their true selves in their own unique way in serving Hashem. Again, I will go back to the screen share. Now this is going to bring us to Elo, hope oh, It didn't highlight it over here. Okay, v'ze Sha'anu roym should be made tshuva, and this is what we see in during the days of tshuva dahinu be ello in Elul, the month that we're in right now that chuva and the 10 days of chuva kol yisrol oskim as bemirah tehilum the entire jewish world is occupied with saying simply the words of tehilum kiamirah tehilum through saying tehilum Chuva, like we started with Right, it has the ability to bring a person to chuva. For al who dovar, tehilam, right? Therefore, it's a very dover. It's not just a small thing. You think, ah, what I said? I said a few paragraphs. He's saying, no, it's a dovar, gadol tehilam. It's a very, very big thing to constantly be involved in tehilam. Ki <speaking> tehilam <in Hebrew> because tehilam is. A tremendous, a uh, brings you close to Hashem. Ashrei she praiseworthy is the person who says Tehillim. So through saying Tehillim, uh, again, this is what Rabbi Nachman is saying that a uh, this is what we find. Tehillim has such a power for tshuva that we find the whole world during Elul and during the may tshuva is occupied with saying Tehillim. I love this because it's like, like we started with. It's very easy to get lost when it comes to chuva. One, you could imitate someone. You could, for starters, you could uh, feel overwhelmed and not do any. Secondary, as we're explaining, which is equally as important, you could try to mimic other people and pretend you're something you're not, and try to copy other people's avodas and things like that and end up in the wrong train station in Penn station end up end up in a uh, East Babylon you know wherever the trains go out you know Montauk all the way out on the island and uh, you end up in the wrong place you didn't find your right gate but simply through saying to Hillam again we could do the daily to Hillam like i started with through saying to Hillam a person's able to find find their own unique way now we're going to we're gonna do one more piece. He spoke about the hill. There's a bunch of pieces on him. We're gonna do one more piece in the screen share. This is the last thing in Lakute Ma'ran in the second Chalech. It's the last lesson that the, the, the Sefer actually finishes with. Again, is about hillum. It's Kuf Chaf He 125. Lesson 125. It's the last the sefer actually ends with this. Me'ing Amiris Tehillim. When it comes to saying Tehillim, he spoke with someone and he said that a person. The main point of Tehillim is to say all the psukim of Tehillim as if it's you. To find yourself in every single, every single uh, paragraph, every single stanza. And someone asked him. How? Ufarish lo Rabbi Nachman answered. He began to answer him a little bit. All the wars that David had, allah that Hashem should save him from them. Every person needs to say about their own yitzhara and their enemies. Like you know, David said on a bunch on Doeg Adomi, you know, and he said on Shaul, and he said on the people of Ziph, and he said on Shimi Ben Gera, and he said there were so many people. Shalom, his son, so many people. They were physical wars, but they were obviously internal wars. And we need to look at the difficulties in our life, find ourselves in them. Uva kiyoti bzevashar mizmorim this person I asked him again. I love this part. Okay, okay, I got it. The Yitzharah stuff, that I got. But how is it possible that I should say the things about David Melech when David Melech praised his own self? Kigon, shamra nafshi right? David Melech said, I'm a chassid. I'm a wise person. You mean that I should say about myself too? Or anything similar, right? It's like we feel so uncomfortable praising ourselves. We just want to go straight for the bad, right? So the, okay, the bad I got. The good? I should consider myself a valid and worthy human being? How am I supposed to have that? Right? So Rabbi Nachman said, mm-hmm. Hey, Shavlo, Gamzet Tzrichim Lefarish al This too, Chaserani, I'm a good person. Right? That you need to think of yourself too. Ki LeDun Es <laughs> Again, you need to go, we need to judge ourselves are favorably. You need to validate the good that you have inside of you and find your unique points, your good points of resilience. Because the, you're, certainly your good point is like a chassid. Right? And yeah, he's going to say, Hello, Eitzel, ki yigva libo Hashem. Doesn't it say by the King Yehoshaphat, who was not a good king, he says that he lifted up his heart in the way of Hashem. That even though he was considered a bad king, a minimal amount, he raised his heart for Hashem. And Rabbi Nachman also said, Don't we say in the beginning, what are we? What is my life? And we 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 uh, lower ourselves. And after we says we say right this is by carbonos. But we say but we are your Jewish people. We are your nation. That afterwards we strengthen ourselves. We lift ourselves up. And we express our greatness. Sha'anachnu amu bnei briso that we're Hashem's nation. Zera Avram Yitzchak and We come from Avram Yitzchak and Yaakov. Kikach Hashem. This is what every person needs to do. mizeb is And look at the beginning, at the end of the first chelik, and look at myran lesson two hundred and fifty-two. I believe we have five Shiram. I think we did five classes on that. Actually, I'll post the link in the description to it. Uh, on the Pusak, I'll sing to Hashem with my Odi. So again, Rabbi Nachman is saying over here that every, that David Amelech said to Hillam, and every Jew could find themselves in Tehillam. I, the David, was fighting against a Doeg uh, Adomi, and he was fighting against Shaul and Avshalom Shalom and ben Gera. Parenthetically, maybe I'll also post a link. I actually threw Nachdeli, uh I've done a five-minute class on every single parak of Tehillim. So if you actually want to learn Tehillim while you're saying it, I'll post the uh, playlist for it. You can listen to all 150 psukim, 150 Prakim of Tehillim I've done uh, with the good introductions to it. That's posted on the SoundCloud. So if you take on learning, uh, if you take on saying Tehillim, you could certainly listen to it. Each class is only five minutes, so you have an easy time listening to it. But Rabbi Nachman is saying over here that a... Uh, Every person can find themselves in Tehillim, not only the hard parts, not only the parts where, like, you're breaking your heart to Hashem, help me, save me, save me from my Russia and enemies and my Yitzhahara and whatever else I'm going, but also the good things. (laughs) I'm a good person, I'm not full of evil. Okay, I have bad, but I also have good. And we need to search for our good points and find ourselves in saying Tehillim. We should all merit. We should all merit to go to the right train and not get off on Rankankuma, some far out place on the island. We should be zocha to find our unique way of serving Hashem, to find not only make it to our shavit, make it to our gate, but get on the right train, find our unique pathway, not to carbon copy anyone, to find our unique selves through saying Tehillim, through connecting to God, through doing Shuvah. And praiseworthy is anyone who grabs even a little bit, even if you don't want to do the daily, do a little bit of Tehillim. Say one perik. It takes you five seconds, five seconds to grab a hold of our Tehillim, especially during these days of Elul, Neser Shemayi Tshuva, and the entire year around to have Tzedel food for the road, snacks, Wash it down with a few kvitotahilim, as Rabbi Nachman says, praiseworthy as the small practical advice that every single person could do and they could find themselves in it. It's really a no brainer. It's really a no brainer, everyone. Wish everyone good Chavez. Any uh, questions, comments, letter to the editors? I just have a question. Go for it. Go ahead, Tony. Chaya, just a question about Tehillim yeah. in general, general question about Tehillim. Yeah. First of all, we always give credit to David Melech, but I mean, we know David really, he wrote part of Tehillim. He didn't write all of Tehillim. Yeah. He actually put it together. Okay. I'll answer the question. A little question. history on Tehillim. Okay. I'll tell you a little okay. bit. Uh, this is, the question was, is we know David said some of the Tehillim, but we know others were written by others. Who, how was Tehillim actually compiled? So for starters, I'm going to say not exactly holding in this topic, but I have a full length introduction to this on Nach daily. But I'll tell you from what I remember, at certain point in Tehillim, I think it's around seventy, maybe David It says kol, kol David ben These ended the Tfilus of David ben Yishai, which seems to indicate that David didn't write all of them, especially when some of the some of the Tehillim clearly say Mizmor ali Omer right so right we see that they were written by other people so the gemara on the spot where it says kol david ben yeshai this now ends the words of david melech the gemara Darshan is that kol elu david ben all these the entire sefer Tehillim, although it was not written by david melech david melech had those psalms in his hand, and would actually say those Tehillim himself. So it seems that even though David didn't write all the Tehillim, uh, David said all the Tehillim. Uh, who exactly compiled it? I believe it was also compiled by David Melech because David Melech had the Tehillim. Now, there comes to be, I think, a little bit of a historical problem over here because some of the Tehillim were actually said by people that lived after, like the Levim in the Beit Hamigdash. I believe the Meforshim note that, and one of the ways they answer it up is through what I'm saying now, is that even though they said it, really, David Melech had it in his possession beforehand. They weren't necessarily, the Levim weren't necessarily the originators of those Tehillim. Uh, so that's kind of the quick historical background, I guess, in a two-minute download on, uh, on the Tehillim it says that the, uh, the t- that, that there were 10 different people who said Tehillim because there are 10 Lashona, right? This, uh, the Rashi on the first Perak of Tehillim says, it says a, uh, right, is it uh what I, uh, I forget what the, slipping my mind how Tehillim opens up. But the first Rashi over there actually says on the spot that the Tehillim was written uh, according to the, uh, the, something we spoke about in one of our other Shirim is the, a, uh, Minei, uh, the 10 l'shonas of Tfila. We spoke about actually in our last thing that there's bracha, Ashre, maskil, nitzuach, nigan, Tfila, mizmor, hoda, And there are 10 l'shonas of Tfila, much like Eskimos have 10 words for snow, something that's important for their culture. We have 10 words for song and tfila, because that's very important to us. And if I also remember correctly, that that same Rashi brings, that there were 10 different people that actually we have to heal him from. So even again, that would corroborate what you're saying, Benyamin, that David didn't actually write all them. But according to the Gemara that we're saying, uh, that David actually said them, uh, said them, even though he didn't necessarily write all them. Shia, the... Shia. Shia. Now I have to end with a really bad joke. This is like the deleted scenes. The uh, really bad joke is... So you know, it's okay. Even on the recording, they. uh, Why do you save Psalms for sick people? To heal them. To heal them. Uh, to heal them. <laughs> I, know, I had to. I know it's horrible. To heal them. To heal them. Alright, uh, I have uh, 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 a if if if, if if I'm, if if Uman doesn't open up and I'm still local. We'll do the year next week. Rav Nussan has, has like 20 pages on this little lesson that we just learned, by the way. And the whole Yom Nereyam Sukkis, maybe we'll jump into that. But he has like, literally, he talks about this in the deepest Kabbalistic levels about uh, all different sorts of uh, amazing gems. But a, uh, again, not to take away from the simplicity of it, just saying regular Tehillim. If Uman opens up though, Mir will be going. that be good. Awesome. Hoping oh, it's going to open up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm